The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North 5th Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Mona Marshall owns the unmistakable voice belonging to Sheila Braflovsky, otherwise known as Kyle's mom on the long-running animated series South Park. Mona has also lent her voice to Monsters, Inc., Frozen, Inside Out, The Emoji Movie, Despicable Me, and so many more. I've got Mona Marshall on the line right now in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God, Mona. What an honor it is to have you you on. I'm a fan of so much of the stuff that you've done. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to be here. Um, I believe that you were, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you you started out stage acting in L.A. or at least training for that when you actually took a workshop from, from the great voice actor Dawes Butler. I was actually teaching fifth grade, and I was actually performing in a little musical at night called Stepping Out. Stepping Out with my baby. (laughs) So, yeah, changed my life, my friend. You are the second person who I've interviewed who has taken a workshop or took a workshop from Dawes. Uh, Yeardley Smith, who plays Lisa Simpson, was the other. Yeah, I did not know that, but that's, yeah. That's wonderful. You're in good company. So what did you what did you learn? What did you take away from that session with Dawes? Well, I had learned about voice placement at LACC from a, a teacher named um, Bob Board. And what Dawes taught us was how to really make a character your own and that there was many more than one way to do any commercial or any character. So there wasn't like this quintessential right way yeah. And that you had to find the character. And a lot of times we would just go around the room and he would give us um, like commercial copy. And, you know, we had to make sure that the character that we were doing was very different from the character that was done by the person next to us. But something that I have not shared today is that um, Dawes wrote a monologue for me called Majesty. She was the head of an ad agency. And I auditioned with that um uh, for the CETA program, TAPLA, Theater Arts Program, of, Theater Arts Program of Los Angeles, and got in to the LA Moving Band and Puppet Company, uh, and I had never worked a puppet in my life. The director was a brilliant, brilliant man named Paul Hanson, uh-huh. and a wonderful storyteller. And he took, he, he felt it was easier to take an actor and teach them how to work um, a hand puppet than to teach a puppeteer how to act. So he designed characters. That's where I learned that I could do a little boy, because I did a, a <laughs> I did a, actually technically probably would have been a rooster, but it, we did a <laughs> bilingual multicultural shows all around Los Angeles. But the other part of that is, when you learn how to work a puppet and do the movement correctly, you're also learning how to think. And all you got to do is look at my resume to know how many, well, and South Park is all about think. So, you know, little did I know, because at first I didn't want to be in the puppet company. It's like, oh, my God, I went kicking and screaming to Dawes. I went kicking and screaming to the LA Moving Band and Puppet Company. But those were incredible learning lessons and ways to be in touch. And then when that live theater thing stopped and my voiceover career was taking off, I started wanting to read to children, created a, a whole voluntary a program at one of the Burbank schools called Mind Magic and started reading to kids because I missed it. 
Now here comes Cameo, which is the one-on-one where I can talk one-on-one to people and not read, but now I make up songs for them for their birthday or for anniversaries. I mean, I just was thinking about this just now. It's incredible. Just say yes. I was going to say that, you know, as a... as. In voice acting, you are heard but not seen. And so you pretty much laid out the differences there between that and live acting. And I never thought about that before, what you said about puppetry and how you're learning to sync. And I'll tell you when that dawned on me, I, w- I was doing a background for a film. I don't have no idea what film it was, but it was a difficult thing to match. And I realized my left hand was moving to the mouth of the character. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God, that came from puppeteering. How important is improv in original animation work? <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I improv my way with four characters, two from Digimon, Izzy and Terriermon, and two from South yeah. Park, uh, Broflowski and Butter's mom, through France for the last two weeks in Paris with them giving lessons about the landmarks to people on TikTok. The fans were fabulous. Um, Mona Marshall voices, Mona Marshall voices, but they were fabulous. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the Eiffel Tower. May I? The Eiffel Tower was originally an Eiffel. It was made for the World's Fair, and nobody wanted it there. No. Now, it's this gorgeous landmark, and twice up at night, people flock to it. Oh, my God, the humanity. And how do you like that? So. You may start off not in a good place, but look at where you are now, baby. What do you recall about getting hired by Matt and Trey to do voices on South Park? Because those guys certainly do things differently. Um, you know, I, I had listened and listened and listened, and I really felt that Broflowski was part of me. That character came easier to me than any of the other characters. And then, of course, you know, I, I don't do all of them. April does half of them, and well. There's three or four of us who do all the female voices. But um, I felt elated. You know, at first, I have to tell you, the first couple of years were really tough because you are filling some really big shoes with Mary Kay Bergman. Yeah. And, um, And because we were friends and because I knew her, that gave me solace. But it was difficult. This, this is a woman who had a birthday card for everybody. Right. And, and meant it. That wasn't just a thing. She came from the heart. She was one of the kindest, most talented human beings I've ever met. And um, so it was It was difficult. But, you know, that was a, a great, it, I say a great place to work at because now we're working out of our home. And I really miss it because I would come yeah. in early and I talked to the animators and the background people and I got to know people. And, you know, in the beginning it was really the first party I went to in 2000 was on a boat, and it was just us, you know. And they did that on purpose. You couldn't bring a significant other because they wanted us to know each other. And it was lovely. And um, But, you know, things change. And the thing I really admired about them, one of the things is when the pandemic hit, they had a meeting with all of us, and they said, you know what? We know the fans want this, so we are going to come into your home, and we are going to set up our equipment, and we are going to go ahead and work. And, I mean, that blew me away. In fact, they're coming in today to bring a new laptop. Um, So the fact that they cared about fans, that really made me feel good. And, yeah, of course you care about fans. That's what keeps you going. But that took a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort because they had to change the way they do things slightly. 
you know, everything was done in a week and everything was hands-on right there. Well, thanks to technology and the fact that they have some of the most brilliant IT people in the world working for them uh, and animators that are amazing and story and lip sync people. I mean, they have an incredible group of people working for them. And those guys, of course, if, if people don't know, there's there can be a very quick turnaround if something happened in the news. They can get that going in just a few days. So you as cast members, are you pretty much on call? Yes. Um, I don't go out of town. when. St- in fact, that's why I went to France in August when it was hot, as opposed to September or October. <laughs> starting up Uh you know you have to be present and uh, my husband and I used to plan our holidays in the beginning they did not take Thanksgiving week off so I would go back to Philly and I ended up doing uh, South Park from Philadelphia Uh, that was back when Shep was alive too so they were doing more remote stuff so I did that in Philadelphia and then when I got um, the uh, tag announced for public grocery stores we knew where to record Mona Allen, we wish we had more time. It's the great voice actor, Mona Marshall. And you can learn more at themonamarshall.com and get custom greetings from Mona at cameo.com. Mona, such an honor. Great talking to you. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, darling. Take care. Bye-bye. As you heard, Mona's got a lot going on right now, so make sure to check out her website and listen for her on South Park. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.